0: so today is another episode on boutiques podcast and we've got hugo from super yacht sunday school um we're super excited to chat to him and thank you so much for joining us today
1: no problem thanks for having me i appreciate being here
0: (laughs) No, it's awesome (laughs) so hugo um i've been following you on instagram um for the last few weeks um you've really started something cool and i just wanted to know a little bit about you your background how did you get into yachting give me the story (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, no problem. It's actually quite interesting because I grew up in New York City. So I wasn't really anywhere near the water. And when I was a teenager, we moved to Florida. And you might think that's when I got into boating, but I was living in Orlando and I was completely landlocked.
0: Yeah. So
1: I never knew I never knew about yachting. Like most people in Florida, I just didn't even know it was a thing. Um uh, it was quite far from me. I think Fort Lauderdale was about four and a half hours from where I grew up. So I didn't have any exposure to it then. I went to school and I studied to be an engineer. And then I went to Houston. And it was when I was working there as an engineer that eventually I really got into traveling and I really wanted to backpack. I really wanted to see the world. And I got laid off in 2014.
0: Oh my gosh. And then
1: after that, yeah. And then after that was when I started backpacking. I did a year long trip. I went through central Europe. At the time, I didn't even know where I wanted to go. I just knew I needed to have money that lasts for a year. So yeah. I just picked you know, random point in Europe. I ended up in Poland and head. I just started, yeah. <laughs> so- and I started backpacking um, and I went from there all the way down and then I flew to Southeast Asia. And then when I was in Southeast Asia, I met a yachty and he turns out to be one of the guys from below deck, this, this gentleman, uh, Wesley Walton. Oh,
0: yes, I've seen him in one of the seasons. I can't, season one or two, one of them. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. He's, I think, two of men. But at the time, he wasn't a movie star yet. Okay. But we
0: really... Yeah, <laughs> we,
1: yeah exactly. He, didn't, he wasn't too big for his britches yet. But we, ha- we had a really good time. We got to know each other, and we traveled together for 10 weeks. And the more I kept hanging out with him, I just realized that yachting sounded really cool. And, you know, eventually I figured out that it was really close to home. So I just became kind of really into it. And I asked, you know, where do I get work? How do I do this? What are the companies? And I just kept kind of putting all that information together. So then when I went home, I, I threw everything in my parents' house and, or in a storage unit. And then I just went to the Port Lauderdale.
0: Wow. So super spontaneous at the end after all the traveling and stuff. Um, and did you find like getting into the industry pretty easy or was it challenging for you, like getting your foot in the door? I know nowadays um, there's a lot of dark walking and stuff involved. Um, what was your experience
1: with that? So, yeah, I guess my experience was twofold. I thankfully didn't actually have to dock walk. Uh, yeah. One of the pressures I also didn't have compared to South Africans or most people is the fear of, you know, am I looking for work illegally or am I going to have trouble looking for work? So that was a huge weight off my shoulders.
0: Yeah, so, especially being American, you don't get deported for dark orchids. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, think plenty of people, I think plenty of people wish they could deport me, but they legally can't. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you're in Vietnam now, so I think America's um, free of you for a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, but sorry, to, to answer your question, I, I only went about a week looking for work. I got really lucky. I just networked really hard with everyone in my SCCW. And when I was asking someone if they had found work, they got me into an engine room, and then that led into a full-time position after that. So it was just um, you know, persistence and networking.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that's key. And especially just like taking the small jobs, you never know what it leads to. I mean, there's always a bit of luck involved. So it's just, I guess, grabbing those opportunities, um, especially for new crew coming in now.
1: Definitely. Yeah. And, and just like I said, that was a completely spontaneous thing. And I didn't even know that guy was going to have jobs. He was actually uh, over 40 years old in SCCW. You would have thought, oh, this is the last guy that's going to become a yeah. yachty. But but he was the one that had the day work. So everyone's an important connection for sure.
0: Exactly. No, your network's key. And so just going on to your podcast, um, I saw a really funny post. I think it was yesterday or the day before. And you're speaking about obnoxious people in the industry. Um, I hope you're okay for me to chat about this because I thought it was super funny and uh, definitely some of your stereotypes that you do get on board. <laughs> <laughs> i've recently actually had a younger brother join the industry so your i think it was green dickhand um came up and yeah i just actually wanted to um sorry about that i just <laughs> no ask you um what's your experience with green crew have you got any funny stories from them coming on board maybe not having such an understanding of the industry um i mean obviously people are listening to this and like maybe a few green crew coming in and a bit of humor and just like uh, Yachty's perspective on what has happened in the past. I mean, what is your experience?
1: Yeah, I just wanted to say, first of all, thanks for the um, for the shout out and for saying that it was a great post because that was, we actually got a couple haters on that one.
0: Oh, really? Uh, people
1: saying <laughs> we were perpetuating old school stereotypes. So I kind of second guessed myself, but these are the personalities you see in yawning. so I just want to pro- properly equip new crew for it. Yeah. In, no. in terms of, yeah
0: gotta be honest
1: <laughs> in, in, yeah yeah exactly and in terms of the green dick hand i think we can all especially myself i can a lot a little bit of myself is in that i remember being green and i broke a lot of stuff i mean you always want to please everyone and they say come do this and you're like okay okay and you, you go to do it and then you know you can't find them or you don't want to be the guy on the radio uh what was that thing that you want done again so i mean yeah. there, there's controllers that yeah, there's controllers I broke, instruments I broke. And then I was also thinking, there was the deckhand on one of my last boats that, well, not one of my last boats, a long time ago, and he filled up the tender's fuel with water because he wasn't paying attention where he stuck the hose in. I know. <laughs> yeah, and that was, that was a huge pain. The engineers had to come and they, you know, after, after whinging quite a bit, they had to drain the tanks, they had to take all the fuel out, they had to dispose of the fuel. Oh, it was my a
0: mother. huge pain. That's the big one. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard stories that happens to experienced crew. I know recently I've been speaking to some crew and they were doing a safety demonstration so a drill. And um the chief officer was showing everyone how the life raft works and he by accident cut the they were underway. Oh
1: no, he cut. Yeah, oh, and, and he launched raft, it.
0: Yeah, Bye, Felicia like out to sea. Oh
1: um, no. So,
0: most exciting drill that's ever happened in yachting, I'm sure. Um.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's always my fear that I would be talking about it and showing like, look, this is how it works. And that's I'm... what's not supposed to happen.
0: <laughs> this is a live drill. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, for... yeah.
1: Yeah, for green, for green crew, I would just say never be afraid to ask a question. I know some people, some people are really adamant about there's no such thing as a bad question. And some people make you feel like every question's a bad question. But especially if it's safety or something that you're going to risk damaging, I think everyone's going to be much more pleased if you ask ahead of time Definitely. than if you take the initiative and do something you don't understand.
0: Yeah, 100%. Like even like just slowing down, like I don't mind being asked a million questions. It's when someone's trying to do stuff and then in a panic because they're not really sure how to do it. I'd way rather give them the advice. If, if they ask me a 100 times, like that's cool. Um, obviously a bit of initiative, sometimes great after time, but yeah yeah it's important that people are patient with green crew coming in like you don't know the job you don't know what you're doing as long as i guess um green crew are also receptive to the knowledge and to learning and wanting to be better
1: yeah and that's a big thing i know a lot of people in the industry especially captains are saying you know they don't make crew like they used to and (laughs) people just come in now saying i know i know i know which which maybe is a generational thing maybe i'm going to get old and say that the crew of you know 2040 suck but I think <laughs> I think making sure to ask questions and learn is important.
0: Yeah. And have you been getting quite a few green crew reaching out to you on your um, Instagram? Like, yeah, what's been your experience with that?
1: Yeah, we have gotten a lot of a lot of green crew that are reaching out sometimes for resume critiquing. Uh, some, there was one post that they didn't know wasn't a job offer. It was just a post about <laughs> TVs, So I, I, think, I think, yeah, I think we phrased something to say, like, are you looking for work? Was like the, the hook. And then people took that and ran with it. So I have gotten a lot of exposure. We're, we're helping a few students now that are green get into yachting, figure out how to do it. So I'm getting a lot of, a lot of questions. Yeah, it's like revisiting my old days
0: no it's so it's so good that you're helping so many people um and honestly the advice that you i know i've said it before but the advice that you're offering is really it's really awesome and it's so it's such a breath of fresh air seeing something so honest and just out there with a bit of humor attached to like i think it's really what we need and um i think the industry like people coming into the industry are going to really benefit from it
1: thanks thanks I, I appreciate that and i i do think people are resonating with with uh, the bluntness and And kind of the honesty. And that's what we're trying to do. Just be really open with what we know, because what's the point of accruing six, seven, eight years of experience and then not sharing it with anyone? We're just kind of continuing that cycle where you have to learn as much as you can. And then you're kind of apathetic and don't care by the time you can teach someone
0: no exactly <laughs> that's very very true um and then also so just onto my next question um mm. i've always found like in i've been in the industry for about 7 years now and interviewing is always such a scary point for me um so this is a question i personally wanted to ask but i'm pretty sure there's a lot of people asking the same kind of question and as a captain um or ex captain i don't know are you still in yachting or are you trying to so hang?
1: i i just step Right. So I just stepped off of my last boat at the end of uh, October, November. So currently, I'm not on a boat. uh, And then I'm still, you know, I'm still up in the air to freelance and do a lot of things. I'm just focusing on this project right now.
0: Okay, no, that's amazing. I think, yeah, we'll speak about it um, in in a bit. Um, But going back to uh, my question, um, what was your favorite question to ask crew during an interview? Um, Did you have anything particular that was like your thing to ask them and that would lead to a yes or a no? Um, yeah, just curious.
1: No, that's a really good question. I think for me, there's probably two answers. My fun answer would be, I always really love asking crew about their salary expectations because yeah. that's, that. I don't know, it depends what culture you're from, but I think for a lot of people, it's always a very taboo thing that you don't want to ask for money. You kind of feel bad saying, well, I think I'm worth X amount.
0: Yeah. You and it's very awkward.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a really awkward exchange. And it's when you're, when you're in the power seat, it's kind of fun seeing the other person squirm a bit.
0: You know? that's, that's how but, you want a hand
1: up. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, it's really a question, unless you say ridiculous number, you can't go wrong. Yeah. Um, but it does make a lot of people nervous, but I think my, one of my favorite questions, uh, more realistically is also asking where someone sees themselves in X amount of time, and I know it's what everyone, you know, that's a pretty standard question. I didn't invent that one, but sometimes again, it's twofold. It can be really fun to see how, in you know, some people go, "Well, in five years, I kind of see myself having your position or something like that." And you go, "Really?" From, oh. <laughs> yeah, From, well, they, they don't they, they don't say it exactly like that, but you know, people, you kind of get a gauge. You see, some people think they can be a captain. But in like five years, and on a, on 140 foot boat, and you're like, well, you should probably taper your expectations. It takes a little longer, or the paperwork actually delays by about one. But you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, it's, it's fun kidding. seeing how, it's fun seeing someone's dreams that, or maybe how they describe the position. They go, well, you know, I, I see us chartering and doing this, and like the boat's gonna be really great, and you know, I'm gonna be a very vital crew member. You just kind of get a good feel for the person. Are they? Are they really serious? Are they um, really lighthearted? Are they really ambitious? It's a a nice window into someone's personality.
0: No, of course. And I mean, I'm sure like being um, from the US and stuff, you must have had some crew that have watched Below Deck coming in, into the interviews. Um, Do you ever get some of the, oh, I've watched Below Deck and this is what yachting is and you kind of have to show them the other way or not so much?
1: No, I definitely have had that. Uh, it's actually funny when I I remember doing my even my officer course and my captain courses over at Blue Water, and I remember when you'd be on break and the a lot of the people would come in to inquire at the front desk asking about below deck and then they saw this and they saw that and they're they're not experts on the yachting industry saying how they want to do this and they're you know it's 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 funny it's cute. I, I know a lot of people that have been on the show too. Even I remember we had one guy that was in my course. That he was from Below Deck, and I remember going up to that kid, and I was like, "Oh, you've got to, you've got to meet this guy. Look, he's real." And he's like, <laughs> "Oh my god, is that is that so and so?" I'm like, "Oh my god, yeah, he's so amazing. Oh my god, yeah." But yeah. it's funny, I, you know. I, I guess you can't do anything about that. It's like the Kardashians meets our industry. Yeah, but it 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 is funny. It, it leads to a lot of misinformation and a lot of a lot of good conversations. Thankfully, not too many in the interview, but but mostly when people find out what I do and. You you know the story,
0: of course. I mean th- that below deck just started questions from the parents, and I was like, um, that's not really what happens on my boat. But I mean, they see it as, like, <laughs> wow, have you guys been doing this the whole time? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm just, so, so it depends what boat you're on, um, and your person, right? Boat. But, yeah, I always just find it really funny when I do meet people out of the industry, and that's like that is what we do. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so um just like I mean obviously um with all your traveling you must have had some crazy experiences um but when you joined the super yachting industry how did that change your life I know that might be quite a deep question um but what was your most memorable life-changing moments in it
1: yeah definitely have done a lot of traveling and yachting the main reason I got into yachting was also for the travel side so thankfully by the time I got into yachting it wasn't It wasn't mind-changing, let's say the travel aspect, but then the places I was going to going were. So I remember when I was doing my second season, we went to Scandinavia, we saw Norway, we were anchored in the fjords and I was, uh, in addition to being the deckhand, I was the cyclist. So I'd prepare the bikes, we'd take like nine guests out, we'd do 50, 60, 70 kilometer rides, we'd be cutting through the mountains, we'd go up, there'd be goats, there'd be snow. And then you come down. And you see these just beautiful picturesque views. It's like a postcard, you know, but it's, it's there in front of you, the air is clean. And I, I just remember going through that season in moments like that, we'd be taking the tender back to the boat. And I was just thinking, man, I would have done this for free. Like if I just would have had free food, probably not even that much, but free board, I would have done it. Because I had just been a pack, backpacker before. And I was just kind of chasing experiences. And that kind of just started being a thing that I did. In, in every boat, I kind of trying to think, Maybe that man, that charter was so great, I would have done that one for free. Or maybe you know this this position or like this event that happened. It doesn't it doesn't matter how long or how um, intense. But I try to find something about each boat where I think that's that's something that added to my life. That it changed. It, it it made an impact. So I think just trying to be that mindful is is really what keeps me both hooked on traveling but also loving yachting. Because if you're not, I, I think if you're not feeling that way, if you're not thinking any part of the job or any boat you've been on or any charters are that great, then you're probably either needing a break or maybe it's time to go.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I, I guess that leads straight into um, my, my next question with um, like transitioning out of yachting, which is obviously kind of where you you are at the moment. I've gone through phases of that. I mean, the golden handcuffs, I keep keep coming back. <laughs> right. but um, I know a lot of crew eventually get to that time where they do, um, not necessarily lose lose their love for yachting but they do get to a point where it's time to move on um, and I found recently I've been having a lot of conversations with different entrepreneurs um, and different industry people and a lot of crew are actually really struggling to phase out they buy the house they um, maybe settle for pregnant and then it's the next career move like that transition out and i mean based on your current experience and what you're doing like do you have any advice that you personally could offer to people maybe looking to step out or phase out slowly um is there anything that you've really learned with this whole experience
1: yeah yeah. leaving yachting is is pretty hard like you said the golden handcuffs the ease (laughs) of finding work the addiction of the travel there's there's so many reasons why i could go on or i could write pages about it but I know we all like to we all like to joke that the hours are pretty shit and yachting. And I'd say if you're going to go the entrepreneurial route, my advice is just realize that the hours are even shitter. You know, like when you're working for yourself, you're going to put in way more, as hard as charter is. You're going to put in way more effort and way more time than you you physically think. If yeah. and if you're not going the yeah, you you know I'm sure, don't you? Yeah, it's
0: just you. There's not there's no like other second stew or or deckhand and stuff to help you it's like man alone in the beginning at least
1: (laughs) yes definitely and and i'd say that besides that if you're actually maybe not going the entrepreneurial route because not everyone has to you might have a an old degree you're falling back on a family business or what have you just i would say doing as much as you can before you leave is always going to help you if it's starting a side business not only earning the money for it, but maybe start the licensing, start uh, creating some of the content, start drafting up ideas, whatever it is you're going to do, just because that ball's always slow to roll. As hard as you want to hit it, once you get out of the gate, you've got to get in the new rhythm. You've got to find the routine. Um, you're, you're, you're kind of enjoying being off of work. So yeah. if you kind of discipline yourself first, I think once you get out, you're going to be able to hit the ground running and you won't be delayed.
0: No, I think you're so right. Like facing that reality sooner rather than later, like starting the whole tax thing, at least, like those kind of small things is huge things that I personally experienced. I don't know your experience, but when I left, it was all of a sudden. Tax was, had become a thing, paying for health insurance. I like, didn't have the boat to do that. Um, Just actually, it felt like I was becoming an adult, even though I was one. <laughs> I was adult.
1: Like a, a 35-year-old baby or whatever you are.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, And it definitely, it's taken some time. I mean, I've been doing the transition maybe for the last three, four years. And I mean, only after I'd really settled for a job that was land-based, stable, did I actually learn how to transition like now when i go back into yachting i'm like wow this is amazing i'm literally saving every single cent there's no more designer handbags it's very um to discipline. <laughs> yeah, discipline life teaches you something
1: <laughs> yeah no you're right when you've got a, a mortgage or a rent that you have to pay and you've actually got expenses back home you're not like oh that charter tip is going straight into the lv store <laughs> <laughs> exactly
0: um no it's, it's so good to like speak to someone else that's also had this kind of um experience because really I, I like when my friends do leave I, I do my heart just really goes out to them because sometimes it is super hard and you just have to learn that lesson like you learn yeah that being on a boat it's like the same kind of lesson when you leave like that reality settles in and it's it's hard
1: no it's true I, I definitely think it's a very select group of people that we can talk to about this but it, it, it's funny it's amusing no one else understands <laughs>
0: Maybe you should do a Sunday school for that in the future,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah,
0: <laughs> um okay, cool. Just um on to my last question for you today, because I, yeah, don't want to take too much of your time, and this has been a great chat. Um again, going back to your platform and what you're doing now, um, obviously, you've been giving a lot of advice out there. Um, what is your plan for your instagram slash is it gonna become a website? Like what is your um, where are you going with your Sunday school? I, I'm just curious. I think it's such a brilliant idea. And like I said, um, you really are helping so many people and I'm excited to hear what the dream is.
1: Thanks. So yeah, Super Yacht Sunday School is a really active social media page that we all see on on Twitter and Instagram. It's got a website, so check it out, superyachtsundayschool.com. What we offer right now, we do a lot of one-on-one consultations with students that want to get into yachting. So my whole goal about this is just to make it maybe as easy as possible for you to go from, oh, I really found out about this, or maybe I'm just scrolling around, and I don't even know I want it, but either you presented it to me or I found it, and now there's a gap getting hired. like where, where do we connect?
0: And yeah. we had so
1: many people that are, are confused because you know one school tells them this, another school tells them that, you need to do these courses, this is not mandatory. So I knew I just wanted to make that easy and accessible for people. And also just give everyone a personal touch. I think we're seeing that in a lot of business and a lot of entrepreneurship with with apps and with everything is kind of reestablishing that human connection because going on Google and figuring it out on your own just just isn't that nice. So what we've done is, yeah, like you said, we have this platform where we give a lot of information out and some of the students seek us out and we help them go straight through the process. We help make the new CVs. We, uh, we've got guides and reference lists and a bunch of resources that show you what recruiters are relevant to what you're looking for. We try to put together a plan with you based on do you want to be a captain? Are you just trying to make a lot of money? Do you want to charter? We we just condense everything into digestible information. We see what you want. We put that together and we guide you throughout the way. And people can keep chatting with us through a lot of different ways in our website. And where I see this going and my, my ultimate plan is we're, we're turning this into a course that anyone can subscribe to that they can. They can purchase and they can go through the whole process. And it's kind of as, it'll be as hands-on or as hands-off as you want. If you want the raw information and nothing else, like that'll be that. If you want uh, an experience where I walk you all the way through with you and we're best friends, it's great. And the thing, thanks. And the thing that's really cool is that we're also now getting approached and starting to do some recruiting based on a lot of our friends in the industry that are seeing and they're coming to us saying, hey, I want to play someone for this. Well, we've ha- we've got a yacht owner that directly came to us and he wants us to crew his boat. So my, yeah, so my idea is kind of this whole idea will help funnel people into their first job. If I could, you know, connect you from back home, teach you about yachting, show you where to go, you come here, you start working, and then I present you with your first full-time position, that would be my dream, that I can just streamline it for you. And that's that's what we're trying to do.
0: No, that's so good. Like taking someone from A to Z, but also just being a mentor. I mean, so I mean, yeah. that um, it was super scary when I joined yachting. I didn't know anyone. I didn't know. I didn't have the friends that I have now in the industry. So just having someone that you could kind of reach out to and subscribe with and, and go through the journey with, I think it's really important. And it also helps the quality of crew coming in because you you managing their expectations. You're also educating them on what they're getting themselves into. So um, I think it's super crucial and I'm, yeah, very proud of you.
1: Thanks. And 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 you touched on it exactly. It's it's a scary thing. And when you see that someone does it, because we all know how we got into yachting, but our stories are actually really interesting to other people. And if they can see that and get inspired, then I want to help. And, and also it's twofold, right? Because if you come into the industry and I'm helping you and learn how to read your first contract, what are you looking for? What is repatriation? All those things that you and I probably took a season, two seasons, some people a few years to figure out, like if I can teach you that now, mm-hmm. I can help benefit. So you won't be the one getting screwed over by some small boat that doesn't want to pay your salary or that isn't trying to give you your repatriation flight or, you mm-hmm. know, and you insert a, a billion things, but I just, knowledge is power. And I want to empower the new generation to have the information ahead of time. Because a lot of stuff, it's law. It's, mm-hmm. not, a, um, it, it's not supposed to be secret. And, you know, in yachting, a lot of times we keep a lot of stuff secret, whether it's when's the boss coming or when's the next trip. And and I don't want there to be secrets. That's what we're about. Just you have everything you need to know to make the decision. And if you want to do it, let's go
0: yeah exactly i mean i i i completely um see see your point of view with that i mean especially like just keeping the the blinds up like no secrets like i love an open table even with my team now with boutique like everything is open table there's no unless it's like obviously a confidential discussion like unemployment um for me there's there's no reason to have a secret a lot of people they're already anxious and stuff on the boat they're already anxious in their roles it's good to just be upfront and this is what it is and it helps people just manage themselves too Um, so like you're doing with people coming in it's really I think that on board keeping the open table and stuff is also something that's I think I'm seeing a lot more of now and I think it really is beneficial to people.
1: Perfect yeah thank you I'm, I'm glad you know you get it so Cooped up in your ideas. You, you want to make sure that other people don't think you're crazy, right? So I'm glad I'm glad you also see the need
0: for it. Oh, no, no. You you're amazing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, honestly, Hugo, thank you so much for your time today. And hopefully we get you back on here soon. Um, I can't wait to see everything that you do. And um yeah, thanks for for all your information, all your advice. And I'm sure a lot of people are gonna benefit from this.
1: Perfect. Thanks, Catherine. It's been a pleasure. Like you said, it's great. It's great meeting and talking to yachters that are both pushing the boundaries, trying new things, and putting stuff at risk. At risk, because, like you said, the golden ha- handcuffs are pretty hard to shake.